parts. Jesus, the old dude wasn't kidding when he said this crate runs rough, Eric muttered. He fiddled with the carburetor linkage, and the whole car shuddered in a mechanical version of a petit mal seizure. He's like something sticking somewhere. The engine coughed and sputtered. Then the car made a deep, sucking sound before the engine jumped into high revs. The sudden blast of air from the fan blew Eric's hair into his face. A moment later, the car jerked into a grand mal spasm, then died. He pushed the hair out of his eyes and stepped back, admiring the old hearse. A gleaming, silver, 63 caddy with a black vinyl top. Cherry, if not for the engine problem. Though the car acted strange, he had no doubt he'd find what was wrong. Eric had a way with cars. He wiped his finger on his sleeve before caressing the fender. Nothing I can't fix, old girl. That's why you ended up here. Everyone knows I'm the best. He pulled a rag from the back pocket of his coveralls and wiped the grease off his hands before leaning into the front seat to restart the engine. Red, idiot lights glared at him from the dashboard, and the cloying smell from decades of dying flowers assaulted his nostrils. Even has a built-in perpetual air freshener. He chuckled and reached toward the ignition. The engine jumped briefly to life, and the visor over the driver's side flopped down exposing a faded chauffeur's license. Eric blinked in surprise. Damn thing has a mind of its own. Better take a closer look at the carb, then the timing. He shut off the ignition and eyed the yellowing picture on the license. The old guy had come into the shell station that morning. Dapper in his somber gray suit, he looked like a cross between Albert Einstein and Mark Twain. Snow-white hair, mustache and bushy eyebrows. Dark eyes, half sad, half amused, peered from the drawn skin of his face. His wry smile turned feral when thin lips revealed crooked yellow teeth like weathered gravestones. Damnedest thing, the old man said, his expression going deadpan. Brought this thing to three different mechanics. None of them could fix it. Wouldn't work on it. All they said was it needed parts. Sure is a beauty, Eric said. Don't know why anybody wouldn't want to work on her. Should be ready this afternoon. Good. A flash of headstone teeth. With the engine off, Eric went back to work under the hood, inspecting the carburetor linkage. He couldn't see anything out of the norm until he moved the assembly back and forth with his hand. Something's making this baby bind. He worked at it some more feeling for the trouble spot, then scanned its length until he saw something black, about an inch and a half long, stuck in the linkage near the firewall. Bingo! Reaching down, he plucked the object from its resting place. It felt spongy, like a gasket or grommet, and one edge of it felt rough. He didn't recognize its triangular shape. When he held it up to the light, he saw it had a rounded tip and two holes. Some kind of valve? He shrugged and set it aside, directing his attention back to the engine. She should run smoother now. He gave the linkage a once-over, then, on instinct, checked the choke assembly. Working one of the rods, he saw that it, too, had something jamming its movement. Damn, he muttered. 
Another blackened object blocked the choke. A wonder this thing ever ran. He examined his find on the end of his screwdriver. This one felt soft and spongy, too, but it had a different shape. Might be an old piece of radiator, but where did it come from? It looked long, flat, and thick, with a smooth oval indent. Weird shit. He put his second find next to the first and continued his inspection, scrutinizing each part with care. He didn't see anything else. Might as well crank her up and see what she does, he stepped back, wiping his hands. When he turned the key, the engine roared to life, then sputtered and coughed before settling into a spastic idle. Eric went to the front of the car, plugged in the timing light, and checked the timing. Perfect. He tried adjusting the idle mixture screw. The engine shuddered and died. One of the jets? Turning off the key, he pushed open the butterfly plate on the carburetor and looked down inside with his flashlight. What the hell? This time, he found a small, purplish-black ball, about three-quarters of an inch in diameter, stuck between one of the jets and the intake barrel. Eric grabbed his needle-nose pliers and pulled it out. Black strings trailed along the end of it. Don't know what the hell it is, but I'll bet it's what's been giving me all this grief. He tossed it next to the other two things he'd found and restarted the car with no problems. After fine-tuning the carburetor, it idled perfectly. He revved it a few times, smiling at the smooth sound of the big V8. Eric shut off the engine and eyed his findings, wondering what they were. Filling an old coffee can with gas, he dumped the black pieces into it, swirled them around, and let them soak while he grabbed a bite to eat. Forty-five minutes later, he tilted the coffee can to one side and gawked in disbelief at the vacuous stare of an eyeball regarding him from the bottom of the can. A ham and cheese on rye and two Budweiser's promptly exited his body the same way they'd gone in. When the nausea passed, he cleaned up his mess and steeled himself for another peek in the can. Holding it at arm's length, he dumped its contents into a strainer at the back of the shop. The eyeball tumbled out first, things he now recognized as a piece of an ear, and the end of a nose followed. Eric gagged, but nothing remained in his stomach. His skin felt hot and prickly. He wiped sweat from his forehead and shook off the chill that scrambled across his scalp like a spider. His first reaction was to call the cops, but he forced his panic back. Instead, he went to the office to think things out. No, he wouldn't call the cops, not yet. He'd call that old guy first, have him come get his car, watch for a reaction, see how he acted. Then he'd call the cops. He made the call, then gathered up the eye, ear, and nose with his pliers and gingerly wrapped them in a clean rag, which he set on the front fender. While waiting for the old man, he studied the caddy. Its front hood hung open like the jaw of an alligator lying in wait. Another chill danced down his spine. The old man showed up twenty minutes later, looking as dapper as he had that morning. I found a problem, Eric said, watching him closely. Nothing. 
I think you might be interested in seeing what caused the trouble. If you think it's important. Eric led him into the repair bay. It's right here. The old man waited patiently as Eric unwrapped the eye, ear, and nose. The old man looked at him, his expression unchanged. Where'd you find those? Eric nodded toward the engine, then leaned over the fender. I found the first part here. He pointed at the linkage down by the firewall, the nose, and the second part of the ear here. He laid a hand on the choke assembly and looked back at the old man. No reaction. He turned back to the car. I found the eyeball blocking one of the jets in the carb. He pushed down on the butterfly plate and stuck his hand in the carburetor. The car suddenly roared to life, and the choke plate slammed shut. Eric opened his mouth, howling as he felt the end of his finger nipped off at the joint. He watched in horror as the carburetor sucked it down with a thwop. He jerked back, and the hood slammed down on his head, knocking him into the fan. As the blur of fan blades rushed toward his face, he could hear the old man. I guess it really does need parts. Same thing happened to the other three mechanics.